You're listening to Wonderland Podcast, Episode 1, Alice in Wonderland Background. Welcome to Wonderland, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Jenny. And I'm Erin. We're happy to have you with us on this, our early journey into Wonderland. Down the rabbit hole, through the looking glass, whatever (laughs) Alice in Wonderland metaphors you want to use. We're assuming something right now. We're going to assume that you may not necessarily also watch Once Upon a Time or listen to our Once Upon a Time podcast. And if you don't, that's okay, but we do highly recommend it. But we'll make that assumption and then make those connections along the way. We'll talk more about Once Upon a Time and how that relates to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But we do definitely recommend check out oncepodcast.com to learn more about Once Upon a Time and... That will also be the home to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, our podcast here. Aaron, since you're the big time Wonderland fan with Alice in Wonderland and the books and stuff, tell us more about the actual background (laughs) to Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, So Alice in Wonderland is actually only one of the books that this show probably is going to talk about. So Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland. And he also wrote uh, Through the Looking Glass, which is the second Alice in Wonderland book. Um, There's kind of the Disney version is pretty true to the first book, but there are some differences. There's some things that are taken out of the second book kind of and put into the Disney version. When you say Disney version, you're talking about the animated version? Sorry, yes, the animated version. Um, The cart, like the cartoon, the original one. Um, So there's a scene in the original one where Alice is having tea with the Mad Hatter, which is probably one of the most well-known scenes in the book or in the movie, sorry. And um, the whole dialogue in the Disney version is actually dialogue from the second book through the looking glass that Alice has with Humpty Dumpty. The whole dialogue about it being his unbirthday and that that's what they're celebrating. So the the whole song have a, a very unhappy per, or very happy birthday to <laughs> very you, to unhappy. You, to <laughs> that's that's not at all based on the original Alice in Wonderland. The song I think was just in the Disney movie. The song I don't think is in but, either. But the books. unbirthday thing is the um, unbirthday thing is from yeah a conversation she has with Humpty Dumpty in the second book. That's crazy, Humpty oh, Dumpty. Um, <laughs> So they talk about they I don't they don't they just talk about nonsense things in at the tea in the first book. So that's another like that's kind of what's true also about the Disney version is uh I was watching a feature ad about it and they were talking about how I'm pretty sure they had a different director for kind of every scene. Um and in the book every scene is it's kind of a chapter of the book and they don't really connect in a very logical way like one just kind of ends and then the next one picks up it's not really flowing it's just all of her adventures when she's there so she just decides okay i'm gonna leave now and i'm gonna like go through the door into the garden instead so the disney version the animated version did a really good job at kind of 
demonstrating that by having a different director for each kind of <laughs> scene that happened. Um, and then the Tim Burton version is more based on the second book. But even in the second book, Alice is only seven and a half years old. <sighs> wow. So even that takes a lot of like, there's a lot of different things in that book because in, or sorry, in the movie, because in the movie, she's about to be proposed to and stuff as mm-hmm. well. Hmm. So one thing that I found interesting, though, about the books is that in both of them, Alice wakes up at the end and she never really doubts that she was dreaming. She never thinks that the world was real. She hmm. just says, oh, I had a wonderful dream. Hmm. So I found that that's interesting because that's not really portrayed in the movie, especially the Tim Burton version. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be portrayed in Once Wonderland. It seems like she's going to be kind of like in Wizard of Oz where Dorothy talks about everything as if it really happened and yeah. nobody believes her. That's one of the worst endings to a story for people is you go through the whole thing and then they're like, um, it was just a dream. It was yeah. never real. <laughs> Sorry about your investment. <laughs> but um, I do also know that Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is bringing characters from both books into nice. the cast. So the Knaves of Hearts, is that that's how you say it? Yeah. He's from the first book. But the Red Queen is from the second book. So the Red Queen and the Queen of Hearts are two separate characters in two separate mm. books. One is like a playing card and one is a chess piece. Interesting. So, okay. yeah. And, and that does tie in with some nice background to actually Once Upon a Time that we've seen Queen of Hearts, which is Cora. And yes. there's a new queen in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And it's the the Red Queen, we presume. Or we know that. Uh, that we'll have the wed- Red Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not easy for me to say. What a white queen. A <laughs> <The> white queen. <laughs> Two of, that's what this is all about. <laughs> but one of the things from a literary perspective that is a lot of fun with Lewis Carroll's work is that he made up words or nonsense mm-hmm. things. Yes. And like Jabberwocky. Yeah. And then Fiddle Faddle or, or something <laughs> like yeah. that. Um, certain things like that. And I wonder how they might tie that in with the TV show if they'll just start throwing out all of these words and phrases like that and maybe even use some of the exact ones from the book or make up some new words and phrases. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. It could be something new that in the podcast every week we could pick one of those words and just close the episode with that somehow. Uh And if they won't do it, we can. Yeah, we can. We can totally (laughs) do it. Because two of us on the podcast here have Lewis in our name, so... Thanks. True. That works. <laughs> and we've sung Christmas carols before, too. Which Well, there you connect. go. That's the complete name. <laughs> I'm wondering, too, if Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is somehow going to tie in the kind of poetic nature of the books. There's a lot of poetry and rhymes and stuff in the books. And I'm interested, like, even the opening of the first book has this awesome, like, two-page long little rhyme about kind of how the story was created. Hmm. So it'd be interesting if they at least tried to tie parts of those into some some of the dialect in the show. I wouldn't really see them doing that because the the trailers that we've seen, and we'll talk more about what we expect to see in our next episode and talk more about what's coming uh, later on here. But the, the stuff we've seen so far seems like they're taking this pretty seriously. And when you throw yeah. in poetry 
to start with. That just, unless it's a romance novel like Shakespeare or something, starting with poetry just doesn't have that adventure sense to me necessarily. I mean, they could. That could be cool. It could. Yeah. There could be there could be narration. There could be a character who is a bit poetic mm-hmm. and just maybe even like the caterpillar. <laughs> well, I could I could imagine the caterpillar if, if they have a caterpillar if on they the keep show. The caterpillar from Once Upon a Time. For those who have seen it, he was a little a uh, little hokey. <laughs> <laughs> the caterpillar has been in the trailer. We haven't heard the voice, but they do have a voice cast yeah. for the caterpillar. Yes. Well. Let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland itself. So now that we've got some background, thank you so much for that, Aaron. And it's great to have you joining us in the discussions because you have that great background. And you love Alice in Wonderland as much as Jenny loves Ariel. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I haven't done as much homework on The Little Mermaid. I just really (laughs) love The Little Mermaid. So I think Aaron exceeds me. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the here's the press release that ABC has released for the entire show as a whole to promote this whole series. It says from the creative minds that introduced audiences to ABC's Once Upon a Time, Edward Kitsis and Adam Horwitz, who did Lawn and Tron Legacy, or Lost and Tron Legacy, <laughs> and Zach Estrin, who did The River comes a fantastical, epic adventure that offers an exciting new twist on the classic Alice in Wonderland story. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland will take you through the looking glass in a modern take on a beloved fable that's brimming with wonder, magic, and unspeakable danger. In Victorian England, young and beautiful Alice, played by Sophie Lowe, tells an impossible tale of a strange new land that exists on the other side of a rabbit hole. An invisible cat, a hookah smoking caterpillar, and playing cards that can talk are just some of the fantastic things she's seen during her adventure. Surely this troubled girl must be insane. Her doctors intend to cure her with a treatment that will make her forget everything. Alice seems ready to put it all behind her, especially the painful memory of the genie she fell in love with and lost forever. The handsome and mysterious Cyrus, played by Peter Gadiot. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. But in her heart, Alice knows this world is real. And just in the nick of time, the sardonic sardonic (laughs) knave of hearts, Michael Soka, and the irrepressible white rabbit, voiced by John Lithgow, arrive to save her from her fate. Together, the trio will take a tumble down the rabbit hole to a wonderland where nothing is impossible. Once Upon a Time stars Sophie Lowe from Beautiful Kate as Alice, Michael Soka uh, from This Is England as the Knave of Hearts, Peter Gadiot from The Forbidden Girl as Cyrus, Emma Rigby from Prisoner Wives as the Red King Queen, (laughs) and with Naveen Andrews from Lost... Who was he in Lost, Jeremy? Saeed. Yes. As Jafar and John Lithgow from Third Rock from the Sun as the voice of the White Rabbit. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is executive produced by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horwitz from Once Upon a Time. Steve Perlman, also from Once Upon a Time, and Zach Estrin from The River. The pilot was directed by Ralph Hemmecker. 
So that's what's coming for the series as a whole. And there have been trailers and videos and promos and teasers and all of that out there. And we're recording this just before, and you're listening to this just before the show airs. So we haven't watched all of this stuff because we're trying not to be spoiled on too much. But we've got some awesome things coming with this. And the fact that they are starting with Alice in this like mental institution, basically. Yes. I think already tells us what we need to know how she got there. So I expect to see the typical flashback mm-hmm. approach. Oh, great. I think that can all be told in one episode. Though. One of my dreams are dashed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was thinking it would start. I was really hoping that it would start with her falling down the rabbit hole what? and the, the room of doors. Could. Dang it. Well, that could my be dreams flashbacks. are dashed. <laughs> well, and, and it could still do that. And we'll, in our next episode, we'll talk about what we're hoping to see. And we offer, also have some feedback already from listeners of what they're hoping to see in uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But yeah, they could do something like that. They could do some kind of like super fast montage at the beginning. And then that brings us to today. I really, they can't they can't do Alice in Wonderland without the rabbit hole, the doors and and the little pie that says eat me. Oh, it was a cake. It was a cake. (laughs) But, you know, I did mention the flashback approach. And now that actually, Jeremy and Jenny, what you guys have said makes me think, well, do they need that approach with this? Um, Not necessarily, but I think that will happen somewhat. I I think I will be extremely disappointed if they're telling the story of Alice in Wonderland and there is no rabbit hole. Or Hall of Doors. I don't remember no this cake. Hall of Doors. <laughs> I think each of those things are very iconic. Yeah. You have to make reference to it somehow. You have to. Aaron, do you think they're yeah. going to do uh, flashbacks? Um, I do think that they're going to do flashbacks just to give us the background. Because if they if they come in just with with what we've seen in the trailer, we kind of have no context to put that into. So even if they don't do flashbacks in the pilot, I think that that's kind of the only way that they can tell the story that we might need to know. Even as an ongoing mechanic, you think they'll use it or mechanism? (laughs) (laughs) Not, Not necessarily ongoing, but for sure we need some background. Yeah. Because you look at lost which Kitsis and Horowitz both both worked on, and it had heavy use of flashbacks, flash forwards, and flash sidewayses. <laughs> then you look at Once Upon a Time, heavy use again <clears throat> of flashbacks, as well as telling a story from multiple worlds at simultaneous <laughs> or different times. And I think they may try and take that same approach with once upon a time in wonderland but then again they may decide hey we've done this flashback thing to death let's take like let's take the story here let's tell some quick backstory and then let's move on from yeah. this i really want to see their rendition of the traditional tumbling down the rabbit hole <laughs> you yeah. are I really stuck on the rabbit hole i want maybe, to see it maybe there can be like um 
a present day rabbit hole and a flashback rabbit hole and that'll just cover it. and maybe maybe like ariel can fall down it. i don't know that would be like i don't know if you'd recover Whoa, from no. that but i think the Neverland is crazy enough on its own i don't think it needs any any other fairy tales invading uh, the, but i think it already has other fairy tales invading based yeah. on who they cast i don't think you can get away from that as far as flashbacks go i think we'll see them because it's not just lost and it's not just once upon a time, it's a very popular thing to do right now in books and TV, and it works very well mm-hmm. for jumping into the story where you want to focus without having to spend a lot of time giving backstory before you get there. Right. Now, Aaron, you brought up some good points in our discussions before about this press release and some of the things you'd like to question about it. What were some of those things? Yeah, I'm really curious about, it says, the press release says that it's happening in Victorian England, and this is going to be kind of Once Upon a Time-ish, but we know from Once Upon a Time, or we think we know from Once Upon a Time, that time is fairly consistent between the two worlds that are focused on in Once Upon a Time, uh, which is, well, and even in Wonderland, in in the Wonderland we've seen in Once Upon a Time. So I'm very curious how they're going to perhaps introduce us to characters we already know, such as uh, Cora, the Queen of Hearts, or the Mad Hatter, Jefferson, without kind of screwing up that time principle that they've already created in the other series. That makes me think that there are going to be multiple Hatters. <laughs> Could be. kind of like possible? multiple Hatters? Kind of like uh, we've heard about how there have been multiple genies. Or, yeah. or is that genie? <laughs> Had I. (laughs) But certain things like this, or like even think about the Dread Pirate Roberts, that there have been multiple of the Dread Pirate Roberts. It's it's a symbol. To quote from Batman, people need to believe in a symbol. (laughs) I'm Batman. (laughs) But maybe the Mad Hatter or the Hatter. Well, the Hatter is a title, really. It is. It's the person who makes hats. Yeah, it's... It's yes. their job description. Maybe there's the or hatter their job title and the mad hatter and or, the bad hatter and the happy and the hatter and the sad hatter and the ugly hatter and or the l- rad hatter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and that's from the phrase like it's from the phrase "mad as a hatter." You guys have heard that before. Oh, that yeah. was a phrase first. Yeah, it was oh. a phrase like thirty years before this. I didn't know oh. that was a phrase. Um, before he used it, and it had something to do with one of the tools containing mercury, one of the hat things. Wasn't oh, it the I've glue? Heard that. Something, yeah. And it made people mad. So, wow. Because it got into their skin. Now, how about the phrase <laughs> down a rabbit hole? Because I really would have thought that that would have come from these stories. Do I don't know? know about that. Okay. Well, we'll have to find that out because. That phrase is used in the trailer. And I was like, um, hmm. Are you self-referencing there? <laughs> they could be. <laughs> it's also not really a rabbit hole in the trailer, right? It's Maybe. like a rabbit portal. Portal. <laughs> <laughs> so we might not actually get to see that whole sequence of all the weird things that she sees when she's falling down the rabbit hole which is what jenny really wants to see that i love all the crazy stuff she and she bounces on the bed and the piano and i love it (laughs) why on earth are they not gonna do it we could we could for the first time ever see what it's like 
in a portal. <sighs> yeah. Clearly, I need to do some Wonderland watching and reading <laughs> and brush up on my nonsense. Well, I would expect. <laughs> I would expect brush up them on my to, nonsense. I'd expect them to borrow many of these iconic things that even if they're from the Disney versions of things and not quite from the book, I would expect them to pull some of these things because they did that with Once Upon a Time. They pulled even costumes. They made some of the costumes very similar from the cartoon versions. And, And of course, names like the Seven Dwarves get their names from the Disney version of Snow White. And as they use those names in the TV series Once Upon a Time. So I think they would do that here too, because the truth is that, at least for Americans, most of us grow up knowing the Disney version of the fairy tales better than the real version of these things. Absolutely. Canadians too. Okay. (laughs) It's nice to know it's an international problem. (laughs) Or at least a North American one. (laughs) Yeah, but seriously, who says it's a problem? I mean, have you ever read the original story of the little mermaid yeah but these those stories actually taught something yeah like most of those stories taught something now they're just like happily ever after and yada yada so you can't really learn anything from them yeah but well, there's a reason that the word grim came to mean what it means let's just put it yes. that way <laughs> so alice in wonderland or rather once upon a time the tv series is built around this idea of hope and belief do you think Alice in Wonderland is going to be a love story and built around love? And what do you think will it be? It will be its core theme. Nothing is impossible. True. They have said that a couple times about nothing's impossible in Wonderland or, or anything hmm. can happen. Which is very much a theme in the book as well. The whole like nothing is impossible. She repeats that a lot. In the Tim Burton movie, Alice talks about how her dad used to think about so many six impossible, six impossible, impossible things, things before breakfast. Is that? Is, yeah, sorry. is that from the book? It is. The White Queen tells Alice that in the second book. She says, I sometimes believe up to six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> That's um, so awesome. She, she tells her she spends at least a half an hour a day, I think, Thinking about impossible things. Well, I want to go live in Wonderland. That's the White Queen that says that. <laughs> it just seems like an awesome place it's, where people yes, talk it's like the White that. Queen. Speaking of the White Queen, this might be a rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> it's, what, we're already down it. Yeah. What do you think of the 1985 live-action Alice in Wonderland with Carol Channing? <laughs> Oh, wow. That's that's niche, Jeremy. I don't even know who that is. I have not seen that. Is that the one where she's singing about jam? Yes. Jam today. (laughs) No, no, jam is never ever today. There we go. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's your homework. (laughs) I guess I'm not a real fan. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually one of the three versions I've seen. I love the sci-fi version. Oh, oh, I have missed you it. seen that one? I need to. I need to watch this. I love sci-fi, and I like it's Alice in the Wonderland. So. Was it the sci-fi version or the Siffy version? <laughs> it was the Siffy version oh, okay. with, so um, with Katarina Scorsone. Go Canada! And um, <laughs> she she goes through the Looking Glass in it. So okay. it's but oh. like it's weird because humans are the oysters and whoa weird. It's weird. I saw yeah. the. I think I saw. Um, 
I saw part of the one with Kate Beckinsale as mm. Alice. She was a grown woman going through the looking glass. It was so weird. Kate Beckinsale. I don't think I've seen that one either. Mm. Yeah. Apparently there's a lot more than I knew. I was really bored and I got on YouTube one day and I watched basically the whole thing. <laughs> and just a complete side note here. Disney is actually making a sequel to the Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland movie. Oh, really? Which yeah. I've never seen. I love that. I love You've that. You've never seen that, Jeremy? I have not. It's good. I'm excited because Tim Burton's version is my favorite so far. And it's got Johnny Depp in it, too. I was going to ask that. Does it have Johnny Depp in it? <laughs> yes, it will have Johnny Depp in it. He has Depp to come him. back as a Hatter. Which, now, uh, Aaron, the character of the Mad Hatter isn't really in the second book, is he? No. So the Mad Hatter's in the first book. And then in the second book, there are illustrations of him. Like, in the illustrations, it's the same. It looks exactly the same guy. But he's never referred to again as the Mad Hatter. Like he's never, Alice never says, oh, you look so familiar from the last time I was here. Um, and he's actually called the Hatta, like H-A-T-T-A. And he's one of the queen's um, messengers. Hmm. And he was actually in, oh, sorry, actually he was in prison, sorry, by by the white queen. Oh. So he's not, it's a recurring illustration, but not necessarily a recurring character. So that could go back to what you were saying about maybe there's multiple hatters. Hmm. Interesting. What else do we want to bring out or discuss about the press release and what we know for the series as a whole coming up with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you... How much is too much? I think that's the question. Yeah, we're, we are trying to stay spoiler-free. And the way that we define spoilers for future reference is... Anything known about a future episode. Now, we're breaking that a little bit right now because if we avoided anything at all, we wouldn't have all that much to talk about for these first couple episodes. But in future episodes, <laughs> we'll be a lot more strict. I hear it'll be a discuss. TV show. <laughs> that's, oh. that's a spoiler. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a Disney featurette on the Blu-ray, the most recently released Blu-ray of the cartoon version of Alice in Wonderland. The animated version. And it talks about how one of the, I guess, weaknesses or downfalls of Alice in Wonderland is that it never tugs on your heartstrings the same way as some Disney movies like Bambi and Dumbo do. Hmm. Um, and I think that basically Adam and Eddie are kind of solving that problem by turning it into a love story. Because we know how once fans love their ships. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yes. I'm sure already I can picture... Just from the trailer, a like love triangle kind of deal happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that, and even even the tragedy that we witness in the trailer kind of tugs on your heartstrings as well. Possibly. So that could be a way of kind of rectifying that that's a weakness of the story. If you count the rabbit, possibly a quadrangle. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> we'll not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that, uh, oh, by the way, the we use the phrase shipping just in case anyone isn't familiar. That's short for relationshiping, and that is when you're trying to pair two people together in the TV series. And you'll find all kinds of combinations of words, like you might have something like Iris or Alrois, or I don't know, what, uh, Alice and Cyrus. Oh. Silas? 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 Yeah. No. <laughs> But uh, we'll have a lot of that, and we'll cover <laughs> some of it in our Wonderland podcast. 
But let's get a little background on what we know about Wonderland based on Once Upon a Time. And for those who have watched Once Upon a Time, this will help you remember what we know about Once Upon a Time and what we know about Wonderland. And for those who have never watched Once Upon a Time, it's okay. You don't have to in order to enjoy Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But we will give you a little bit of background that you may not have realized. The first thing that we saw of Wonderland was in the episode Hat Trick of the first season of Once Upon a Time. This is when the evil queen Regina needed to go to Wonderland to get something, which ended up being her father. And she used the... (laughs) Miniature size. Pocket size. She used the Hatter to uh, get there, but the Mad Hatter's hat is a kind of portal that gets them to Wonderland. And it has a rule that the same number of people that go in have to come out. So this Mad Hatter, whose name is Jefferson, played by uh, Sean or Sebastian Stan. Yeah. You said that almost like he was a deity. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Sebastian Stan. (laughs) We must point out was neither Mad nor a Hatter going in. Well, sort of a Hatter. hatter. But he wasn't making hats per se. But he ended up getting stuck in Wonderland because Regina then had her father. So two went in, Regina and Jefferson, the Hatter. Two came out, Regina and her father. Spoiler alert, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's season one. (laughs) I know. And so Jefferson was left in Wonderland trying to make hats in order to escape Wonderland. Get a dork. Get a dork. Famous lines (laughs) from Once Upon a Time. And... That's where he was when the evil queen Regina's curse hit all of the fairy tale lands, as far as we know, and brought Jefferson from there. And it brought all of these other fairy fairy tale characters from their happy endings and planted them in this town called Storybrooke. And that's what Once Upon a Time is all about. But in Wonderland, there is this lady, the Queen of Hearts. She's no lady. (laughs) She is not a lady. (laughs) We know we learned that she was uh, Queen Regina's mother, pushed unwillingly through the looking glass into Wonderland. And at some point, she somehow rose to power, became the queen, and she has magical she's powers. A, such a bully. Yeah. And she has She magic. probably just pulled the hearts out of everyone who yeah. argued yeah. with her. <laughs> Which would make sense based on some things that she said, too, that when you have a heart of your people, you can control your people. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So we've got some stuff there that we could talk about of uh, what we might be hoping to see in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But in the TV series Once Upon a Time, all the characters that we really know that have been any kind of connection, popular characters, that is, with Wonderland are the Hatter and the Queen of Hearts or Korra. We've Mm -hmm. theorized in the past that maybe Jefferson, the Hatter, was once married to Alice and what my theory was that he and Alice used to travel back and forth between worlds because the Hatter was considered a realm jumper. He could travel to these different magical worlds. And my theory was that maybe his wife would go with him, but his wife was pregnant and she gave birth inside of some world. And since only the same number of people can leave as went in, he his wife said, take our daughter and... His wife, whom I was thinking was Alice, stayed behind, and then Jefferson left and decided to never use the hat again, and that he couldn't get his wife back. Mm, I don't remember this theory. This is quite elaborate. (laughs) 
But why don't you just take somebody who wanted to go to Wonderland, take them there, and then grab his wife and go? If it was Wonderland, it probably wasn't. It could have been some other world. I don't think that that rule applied to anywhere but Wonderland. It wasn't a hat rule. It was like a. It could have taken somebody like Claude. Sure. Yeah, Claude from. uh, (laughs) Said it was the hat rule, but maybe it was the hat rule about Wonderland. Could be. Yeah, could definitely be. That's true. So. Jefferson was a very beloved character in Once Upon a Time, and we're hoping we might see him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland as well. And there might be some other crossovers here and there between, or, or there will, we can pretty much assume there will be crossovers between Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Don't let that discourage you because you don't have to have watched one in order to enjoy the other, but you'll get a much more enjoyable perspective and a bigger picture of what's going on if you've seen both of them together and are watching both of them together. So we do our our separate Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com. And that's where we talk all about just that TV show. And here we're talking about Wonderland. So what other other connections uh, to Once Upon a Time do you see or maybe foresee that we that could happen with this. Like what we're expecting to see or what we want well, to see? Uh, we'll get into that more like broadly with, with the next episode. But what kind of once upon a time connections do you think we might see with this? Because the whole Victorian England thing and how that goes along with the once upon a time storyline, which is supposed to have started about 28 years ago mm-hmm. or so, the, the timelines there don't quite match up. I feel like Rumpelstiltskin is maybe going to have something to do with Once Wonderland just because he gave Regina the mirror that she used to push Cora into Wonderland. Hmm. And he described Wonderland as an annoying little world or something like that. <laughs> as and if he's been there. As if he's been there. And... uh I wrote this down when I was rereading the book, but in the second book, Through the Looking Glass, the queen, the white queen has a little child, a little girl, I think, named Lily. So I was thinking that they could very easily make a Rumpelstiltskin connection using that somehow, just because we we know how he feels about, like, firstborn babies. (laughs) Such a creep. (laughs) (laughs) But we know that he, like, has the means to get to other worlds from once upon a time. So he, I, I would not be surprised. So if the, he was in there somehow. So the character of Rumpelstiltskin is about 300 years, 250 to 300 years old from the TV series, once upon a time. So he could easily, yeah, have crossed over. And so you're saying you would want to see him maybe in wonderland. I don't know if I really want to see him. I'm pretty indifferent about what, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to see, him. I just, I just want to see what they write. But, um, but I do think that I wouldn't, I won't be surprised if he has, if he's referenced or something. He obviously has knowledge of Wonderland somehow. Wouldn't it be awesome if he showed up? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> so. Victorian England, would that at all align with the 
timeline that we've already seen in Once Upon a Time where we've seen London with... Um, the Darlings? Yes. The Darlings? Thank you. Yeah. I think it would. Because that was set Interesting. in... I think the writers even called it Victorian England. And it looked Victorian England. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, so... Who knows? We... It could be cool if they do something like you just happen to see someone in the background, right. one of the Once Upon a Time characters or one of the scenes. <laughs> Lost style. Like they superimpose something, yeah, over each other. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. I never noticed that detail. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Alice walking through the streets of London and she runs into Bay and yeah. he asks her a question or she gives him money or something. <laughs> they they could have all kinds of fun with this that only those people who are fans and watch both shows would enjoy it be like our little inside joke <laughs> yeah. and inside thing that we'd be like oh this is so amazing and cool then for us but it doesn't really matter if you don't know what the significance is because it's still just a good moment in the show right yeah once wonderland will be a standalone series and it looks like it will probably be a full season as well with 22 episodes 11 episodes oh. a break and then probably 11 more episodes we don't know that for sure at this time but it does seem that the rumors are pointing in that direction and then whether it's multiple series or seasons Seasons. i don't know we might see that all right episode (laughs) this the series premiere is titled down the rabbit hole Yay. Very, very appropriate. <laughs> so excited already. And here is the press release. In the series premiere episode, Down the Rabbit Hole, Alice returns home to her father, telling her that everyone thought she was dead. Her imaginative stories about a talking white rabbit and a mystical place called Wonderland end up getting her admitted into an asylum where Dr. Lydgate convinces her to have a procedure that will allow her to forget her pain. Right before the operation is set to take place, she is rescued by the Knave of Hearts, who takes her to the rabbit, who informs her that her true love, Cyrus, is still alive. As the trio then jumps into the portal, returning to Wonderland, Alice sets out on a quest to find him, but the villainous Jafar and the Red Queen have other plans for her. That's Once Upon a Time premiere. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Oh, this is going to be hard to get straight. <laughs> Premiering Thursday, October tenth, eight p.m. and seven central on ABC Television Network. This first episode has some very interesting people cast for it. Does it? Yes. Oh, I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> uh, I will save these. We'll do a brief little spoiler section okay. for uh, after we finish our podcast. Although discussion. I probably already can guess. Uh, not these characters. Oh, really? Yes, I was surprised when I saw these characters. But what I what we we'll, what we'll typically do in these episodes <laughs> is after we have our music ending and we close the episode, then we'll share spoilers, like definite spoilers. Uh, especially going forward, that's where the spoilers will be. Because in case you don't want to hear the spoilers, you can listen to the whole episode, stop just after the music and just before we say, and now the spoilers. (laughs) And you won't miss anything except the spoilers. So that's our way that we'll be doing it going forward. And you'll always be able to get show notes for each podcast like this one at wonderlandpodcast.com slash one. So this first episode... I think is basically the trailer just extended a bit. Yeah, pretty much the trailer. It felt told 
pretty much the whole story of the first episode. At least it felt that way. I was like, hmm, that's a good setup for the show. Don't know what else they're going to tell in the first episode, but you know. But it is quite an epic trailer. It is. I, I think it's really cool the directions that they're going with it, and it, it really feels like it's a lot more serious of a show right. than yeah. Once Upon a Time. What I hope is that the full episode expands the epicness and doesn't take away from it and make me go, wow, somebody edited a really good trailer. Yes. Yeah. Dialogue wise. uh, There's some that sounded really good, but like I said, the psychiatrist was sort of like, you say you went, you literally went down a rabbit hole. Like, why do you have to emphasize literally? Is that already a thing? Saying down the rabbit hole, that's your story that made that a phrase. So not sure where the literally came from. Hmm. So we'll see. It could go either way. And as each episode of the TV show airs, we want to hear your feedback. Not just your opinions on whether you like the show or didn't like the show, but what are your theories? We love digging into the theories or little details that you catch. If you are a fan of Once Upon a Time, if you notice certain little crossovers here and there, like the hidden details, not the obvious things, because most mm-hmm. of us won't catch those, but those the hidden details. If you're listening to this podcast, you're above average intelligence, so look for those. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> look for those details. If you want someone to feel better about themselves, just give them this podcast episode because we tell them how smart they are. <laughs> but uh, those little details, send us information if you have screenshots or uh, you can send voice messages and all of this. But the place to send that is you can send written or recorded feedback to the email address feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com. You can also pick up the phone and leave a voicemail any time of the day at 903-231-2221. You can also send a voice message through our website, wonderlandpodcast.com, on your computer or iOS device, and follow us on Twitter at wonderpodcast. And we would love to have your feedback, your theories, your special observations of certain details and Easter eggs, or if you know certain backstory to a little thing here and there, then we'd love to hear that from you. And we are fans of the show already, even before it starts, and we think you'll really like it too. Anything else to bring out in our uh, discussion for this episode of our podcast, the background of Wonderland? I'm going to hold out for the next episode. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be sharing our expectations and our, well, rather our hopes for what would be coming and some of your hopes too that you've sent us. So thank you so much for listening to this. Check out the show notes and you can comment on the information that we've shared here over at wonderlandpodcast.com. We record this podcast normally live on the Sundays after Once Upon a Time in Wonderland airs, Sunday afternoons or evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern time over at wonderlandpodcast.com slash live. We'd love for you to hang out with us while we record the podcast live. And you can join us at that same address, wonderlandpodcast.com slash live during the TV show airing. And there's usually someone in there chatting in there talking about what's going on and some theories and such. And you can stick around in different time zones and that's, that is okay. Please follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Jenny, and you can follow me on Twitter as Jenny's Nook. 
And I'm Aaron, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Please also go to iTunes. Even if you don't normally use iTunes, go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes and leave a rating and review. And until next time, we hope to see you on the other side of the looking glass. And thanks for listening. Wonderland Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.